All right. Great pre-show commentary. I don't think we got uh, any yeah, content. We, got, we don't have shit. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Three, two, one. All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lions podcast. Today, we will debrief the Sweet 16 matchup against Miami, as well as give a little bit of a preview to the Final Four, maybe some game predictions from Newton and I. But as always, we are presented by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. Head on over there this Friday and Saturday for your Final Four matchups, as well as the upcoming finals matchup against what will inevitably be probably a coach K showdown against whomever from there, but new they have wing Wednesday. So head on over there every single Wednesday night for 50 cent wings. Yes. 50 cent wings. Think of how much you can eat. My goodness. And $2 bush light bottles and $5 liquor and beer pitchers on every Wednesday moving forward. So head on over to BNC field house for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. So we are coming out a tough loss against Miami, 14-point loss, 70-56 to Miami Hurricanes against Iowa State, which then led to Miami losing pretty handedly to Kansas. Not the best look for Iowa State, but hell, we made it to a Sweet 16. It was a hell of a run. Who the hell would have expected that? You know, two wins all of last year to a Sweet 16 appearance. Hell of a year. Congrats to all of those Cyclones. Newt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously not the the way we wanted to go out, but like you said, hell of a run this year. I think, you know, we've said it a million times on this podcast, but you tell any of us in November, in January, at any point this year, I think you could pull Cyclone Nation and be like, hey, you guys are getting a Sweet 16 this year. And 100 out of 100 people would be like, hell yes, I'll take that. And so in some, yeah, like, Obviously, we would have liked to maybe be a little bit more competitive against Miami on the way out. I think that was the thing that was the only thing that was a little frustrating was, you know, that second half. We didn't really it didn't really feel like we were in it um, too much towards mm-hmm. towards the end. And, and that was a little bit rough. But but, you know, other than that, it's it, it was a great season. I think we got to fall in love with the team that brought a different type of basketball style to you know, Iowa State and what we've watched over the years. And I think it also has us very excited for the future, what and how TJ Altsberger is going to, you know, build and, and the culture that he's going to create for his basketball program. And so, you know, I, I, I think there's nothing but a lot of, a lot of optimism and, and hope moving forward. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to miss all players. I, I, I think we've said it on this podcast a bunch, like, you know, Isaiah Brockington has been one of our favorite players that we've watched over this year. And that's, that's saying a lot. There's, a, I have so many people that I've loved, you know, I love watching Deandre Kane. Monte Morris has been a personal favorite of mine too, you know, great guard play. And, and Brockington was up there for, for what he did with these guys. So, um, you know, got to tip your cap to him. Utmost respect is great run. And, you know, hopefully we'll be back next year. So yeah, and, and I would say based on our demeanor right now, it's not necessarily all loom and gloom like it sometimes is after losses. And it's also not as hype as it sometimes can be after, you know, great Iowa State weekends after the round of 32. But I think that's kind of a, a great thing to keep in mind with this team. We won two games last year, you know? So 
Maybe it's a consolation prize. Sure. Maybe it's loser talk. I don't care. But a sweet 16 appearance is I'm not going to be upset about that. Like you said, that second half against Miami. I know that those guys want to take back that second half. But, you know, let's just be proud of where we are. And maybe that is some Iowa State talk because, like you say, like these consolation prizes, these small wins, you know, it sometimes can just sound very defeating in its own way. But when realizing the context of what we are and what we have been, I am very content with this. Is it loser talk? Sure. But guess what? I'm a loser and I'm very okay with acknowledging that. And hell, a sweet 16 run is by no means anything to be upset about. I'm, I'm a broken record at this point, but like it, it's truly just something that, you know, I, I'm damn proud of these guys watching Isaiah Brockington, let alone it was just for a year was truly a treat, like a completely different athlete as well as a guy who's ferocious on the defensive end, attacks the boards, and is just a beast when it comes to coming in clutch offensively on big moments. And, you know, we, we can get to all of these guys because I know that we have some some of them that are leaving us, but it's, it's truly a remarkable season. I don't know how the hell you can look at, you know, the top coaches in, in the league and not have TJ Otzelberger up there as a first year in the system. He's proven to be an absolute, you know, juggernaut defensively and Hey, offense usually comes later, you know, that like very rarely your first year in the role, are you just, you know, setting off fireworks offensively? So I have optimism that, you know, we, that our offensive game will improve year after year. Um, maybe not quite as fast as it did with Hoyball, ball, but you know, like I said, we're, we're in a different era now and we're embracing the defensive side of the ball and, you know, really excited for what's to come and just damn proud of everyone that, you know, put in all the effort this season. Yeah. And I think Miami just showed up too. you know, they had great guards and we, we kind of talked about that a little bit. And as a team, they, they played really well. They, anytime I would say kind of had a little momentum in this game, I, I felt like Miami just immediately came back and was like, no, we're going to dictate this game. We're going to set the tempo. You guys are going to play our, our style of game. And you can just tell that Miami kind of, Kind of did that. They they for the most part controlled the the whole of the game, like the, the tempo and, and the pace that they wanted to play, the style that they wanted to play. And you know, McGusty was not missing shit. He was anytime they need a big bucket, mm-hmm. McGusty was just like, I got you guys. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know, it was a, a hot Miami team. You know, they even played they played Kansas really strong in the, the first half of that LEA game, too. They're up going they into did. halftime, and then KU just really really locked it in, especially defensively and kind of uh, was able to pull that one and make it a little bit, you know, less close. And I think it, it really was, if you, if you watch it, I mean, you watch that first half and you're like, Oh, I think Miami might be advancing to an elite eight or a final four here. So, so I, you know, you got to tip your caps to the hurricanes. I, I thought that they, they had a great game plan. They came out, they punched us in the face right away, you know, seven zero run. And from there it was just like, we were always trying to crawl back. And I think that just made it hard on us. Um, and we kind of, we had to play to their style, but you know, I'm excited. I, I, like you said, I, I'm really excited for how TJ is going to, you know, mold this team in a second year. You know, he's totally different off season. You know, you, you come into an off season where you're trying to retool and, and do so much. You're coming in brand new and, and now it's like, okay, I, I, I've set here. I, I've set the culture. I've set a standard here of, of what I want and what's expected. So who's going to come, you know, like join me in that journey. So. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, just think back to when we were first transitioning into the basketball season before we started four and oh, we were just quite literally thinking we were just clinching on to the football season because we were thinking that it would almost be inevitable that basketball would be nothing but a disappointment. It was nothing like nothing even close to that. And at the very least, he brought Hill and Magic back, which we definitely needed. We talked recently about how much it sucks to be apathetic toward your own sport. And as much as I don't want to admit it, because I've been a diehard cyclone my entire life, I was apathetic towards Steve Perlman that last year. I was making jokes that I wasn't necessarily proud of, but a little, a little proud of. I mean, they're kind of funny, you know, but at the end of the day, it sucked. It just, it just sucked. It sucked to be at the bottom of the barrel and it sucked to know that there was essentially no hope aside from, you know, getting the guy out of town. It, it reminded me a lot of like the Paul Rhodes um, termination where you love the guy and he had done so many great things for the program. But at the end of the day, he just, he just wasn't quite cutting it. And we do have a very forgiving fan base, a very loving fan base and there, you know, nothing but love for Steve Prome. but it, it, it sucked. It sucked to essentially lose the magic in Hilton. And I just did not think we would be able to rejuvenate it this fast, but it's already back. The wonderful wizard of Ots is here and man, we got a lot of hope for next year, dude. We got team and Lipsy coming in. And I mean, him paired with Tyrese Hunter, that's going to be a really strong, you know, guard play. Um, I know Brockington's gone. And I guess, I guess here's where I transition into it. Isaiah Brockington, my goodness, we're going to miss you. So much fun to watch you play, to watch your athleticism just kind of showcase on the floor on literally all facets of the ball. And, you know, Tim mentioned that he's going to bet me that he's not going to get drafted. I, I didn't, I don't think he's gonna be a first round draft pick, but how can you not draft the guy? He is hyper athletic. He is as athletic as you want an NBA player to be. His shooting is a stout or is, is um, astute, excuse me. And it might not be exactly where you want it to be going into, you know, the NBA draft, but that's also something that you can build on. I know he's a little bit older. So some people might think that his shooting ability is going to be where it is, you know, just moving forward, but it's, you know, people develop their shots. Giannis Antetokounmpo had no shot for his first five years in the NBA. It's still not the greatest, but he can shoot now. You know, he can shoot most everywhere on the floor, maybe not as well behind the arc. But these are things that you can build into a really solid NBA player. And, you know, maybe he starts off in the G League his first couple of years, kind of like Lindell, and, and finds his way into, you know, the rotating lineup eventually. So I don't know. I got a lot of hope for Brockington in his NBA career. I think he can make something of it, but you know, before we even go there, I just, I'm going to miss that guy. He was so, so damn fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I'm going to miss Brockington. Well, you know, we said he's, he's been one of our favorite players to watch was this season and especially kind of the way he carried uh, this team at times. It was, it was very impressive um, to say the least. So yeah, I, I, I think I mean, Brockington's going to have no problem playing professional basketball. It'll just, it'll be, you know, just kind of have to see, how the cards fall um, and, and hopefully he'll get a shot and, and can stick around somewhere. You know, we've seen, we've seen cyclone players, you know, stick around on NBA rosters for a bit and, and adapt and, you know, transition to the NBA game. So hopefully Isaiah can do the same thing here. And obviously he's got all of cyclone nation backing him up. So, but yeah, I mean, we're, I'm excited for this team too. You know, you obviously never know with the transfer portal, who's, who's going to stay, who's going to be out of here and stuff, but if certain pieces like Tyrese are back, um, you know, you mentioned Lipsy, there's Eli King as well. And he's got some highlights. Dude. He, oh he dunked over some dude the other day. That thing dude. was, that, that was wild. Um, yeah. 
So he's like a ferocious dunker. You look at that guy, you kind of think, oh, tall, skinny, kind of nerdy looking. No, he is a monster. Yeah. And then, you know, we we sneaky have the AJ Green pipeline that we're just going to keep. We're going to keep talking about because that's how you manifest things is you just if Mm -hmm. you start speaking them into existence, then they might start to exist. That's Mm -hmm. goal, goal setting, baby. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of want to touch upon the the point you you made with like Prome and Rhodes and stuff like that. You know, I also want to give a shout out to Jamie Pollard. I I think those decisions aren't always easy. He's someone who's always extremely personal and, you know, super close with his coaches and it it means a lot to him and to make moves like that, you know, it requires a lot of, a lot of guts. And that's something that he could have always been like, yeah, we're going to ride out another year with Steve. He had a weird COVID year. It's kind of messed things up, but it, it was like, you know, the writing was on the wall. Same thing with Rhodes and, and both those decisions have seemed to pay off with, you know, Matt Campbell and his, his culture that he set. And then hopefully the same thing with odds here and the culture that he's trying to set. So just want to do give a little special shout out to Jamie Pollard on that um, portion as well. Cause mm. those are big decisions that are coming from him too. So I love that call out, you know, that's, those behind the scenes moves are things that we often forget about raising my hand. I often forget about, and he has been just outstanding as a athletic director. And I would say over the past, I don't know, four or five, six years, you could make an argument that he's been the best athletic director in the conference. Um, I also, I, I just need to cover George Condit. you know, he he's had such a roller coaster of a career with Iowa state and, you know, he's been through a lot of ups and downs. More often than not, you see someone that ta- with that talent, that height, that you know, rim protector, probably find work elsewhere if it's not working as well as you want it to at Iowa State, you know, through the transfer portal. But this is it's one of our sayings: loyal forever, true. And the guy is a complete and total embodiment of that statement. And, you know, he's not taking his COVID year of eligibility. He is, uh, you know, looking to enter into the NBA draft, um, maybe play overseas. I don't know what the future holds for him, but, you know, for a guy who's been through it all, he's certainly someone that you just, he embodies. I'm going to miss him a lot. He embodies Iowa State and he is like a, a true cyclone, you know, he's exactly what you want out of, you know, a cyclone out of a teammate. Yeah. Out of just a guy to cheer for, you know, he's one of the most likable guys. Very, very like, just I don't know. The way he carries himself is very mature, very professional, but also just very likable. You know, he's he's young enough to kind of still have you know the kid like demeanor to the point where he doesn't take everything too seriously. But you can tell he's like a hard ass worker. He wants to win and he wants to be in Ames. He wants to be playing for Iowa State. So it's, it's just been a joy to just kind of watch his career. Um, and man, I, I got the utmost respect for guys like him, guys like Joel Lanning, where they could, they could have ventured in the transfer portal. They could have had a, a great career elsewhere as well. But, you know, we are loyal forever true. And it's great to see that from our players. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's not enough nice things I can say about George Condit right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, same thing as with Isaiah. You know, he's going to have all of Cyclonation back in him, and we're excited to see mm-hmm. where his his basketball journey leads him next. So, um, mm-hmm. it's always always one of the best parts is is being able to follow these guys and support them and and you know cheer them on, see how they're doing. Um, you know, so 
yeah, it's it's always a little sad part about it, you know. You get you grow attached to these yeah. guys a little bit. You, you you really you root for them, especially someone like George. You know, we've been watching George for so many years. It's it's always fun to watch guys grow from their freshman year to to their last year and and see the progress that they make and you know how they you know transform and and develop on the court. So yeah, it's always. It's always one of those bittersweet moments of, of like, yeah, we're, we're super excited for you and, and thanks for the memories, but yeah, we're going to miss you a little bit. So he also has the fourth most blocks in Iowa state basketball history. The, the dude is he's, he's had a great career here. Um, moving on Trey Jackson and Jaden Walker, both entered the transfer portal. Um, best of luck to them complete and utter respect for your decision. Um, you know, I, I know that probably neither of them found, the playtime that they wanted to at Iowa State. Uh, and what was weird was those two, ironically, kind of self-cannibalized each other's playtime. You know, we saw Jaden Walker get in there toward the second half of the season, and um, Trey Jackson had a little bit more playtime in the beginning of the season. So it was a little weird um, with kind of how they transferred their own playtime. I'm just going to be the devil's advocate here and say – if we would have just stuck with, you know, playing Trey Jackson a little bit more, would he come back? I don't know. I, I, I liked his role there. I just, I loved his locker room presence. You could totally tell that he was a team leader. Um, so I, I think he's going to be a culture changer wherever he goes. Jaden Walker's a hell of an athlete, great defensive player. You know, he was, he's certainly going to make an impact elsewhere too. I uh, wish we could have kept them both, but you know, it, it's a transfer portal. It's 2022. That's, that's going to happen. And, you know, they're, they're going to make these decisions that they think is best for them and, you know, totally supportive of their decision. Yeah. And, you know, they're Steve Prohm guys too. So even the fact that they, you know, you could say toughed it out or, or stuck it out for an extra year in itself is, is very admirable. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I think Trey Jackson and, and kind of maybe the future of the backcourt and how maybe him and Tyrese aren't probably a great, Great combination. You give up a lot of size, honestly, if, if both of them are on the court at, and, and you're trying to trying to do that. And, you know, Tyrese was playing high 30 minutes at, at the end of this season. So um, and that's not going to change moving forward. So I definitely get it. Um, Jane Walker, you know, didn't get as much time, but he, he had some great qualities, played some great defense for us, came in and, and showed that off. And and yeah, you know, same thing. We're always excited to see where these guys go and hopefully they'll They'll find a spot that maybe allows them to to be in the spotlight a little bit more and, and they can flourish. So it's it, yeah, I mean it's just it's a transfer portal. It's 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 awesome. I I, I love it. I, I hate when people talk bad about it. It's like, you know, these players are they're trying to do what's best for them in their careers. And you know, coaches move all the time and stuff like that. So they they gotta figure out what's best for them too. So um, you know, and you can you can play the transfer portal game the same way. Like we can always get some pretty nice people to come in here too. So that's, that's how it goes. Adrian Green. Um, Tyler Harrison, receiver Bolton. I would be remiss if I didn't say this petty remark. <laughs> kind of hilarious that they transferred right before Iowa State found their gold mine. You know, and, and technically speaking, technically speaking, Tyler Harris and Memphis were um, eliminated by Gonzaga in the round of 32, which was kind of funny to watch two Iowa State transfer students compete for um, – basically being right at Iowa State's level throughout the tournament. Now, I know Iowa State lost in the Sweet 16, but Gonzaga lost before them. So Iowa State technically outlasted 
two of their main transfers, Tyler Harris and Rasir Bolton. Totally respect your guys' decision. Totally, totally respect it. But we did outlast you. So I have to say that. That's I can Petty tell Mason. you're withholding. I have no comment. That's Petty Mason. I have yeah, no comment. No. Uh, people are too afraid to like say things about the transfer portal. You can still make jokes about it and you can still I know, I know. make a funny little the meme did well. Hey, on it. the Twitter meme did well. well Good job. Good job. Thank Twitter you. Did well. that, that's yeah. all I was looking for. Uh, I know really you're well. fishing for a compliment. You, you want to be complimented on your social media skills. So good job. <laughs> Twitter meme did well. Yep. The, the best part about this podcast is we get to brag about how many likes and retweets we get. And you, the dumb listeners love this content. This is what you guys thrive for. It's almost as Cut good as when, when Mason tries to describe a meme, that's always, that's great podcast content. Let's just, let's describe just something visually delete, for people. Li- delete the listening. last, <laughs> just delete the last two minutes of what this has been. Okay. Who's supposed to do that? Who's supposed to delete that? Hey, um, your ass for anyone else is unaware, I did edit, um, I think, our second to last episode, and it was great. It was really good. I'm going to move on, though. Final okay. four preview. Kansas okay. versus Villanova, UNC versus Duke. Let's start with um, the stupid Coach K shit, because that's just the easiest one to talk about. I, Duke's winning this game. Okay. All right. Other game. Um, Kansas is winning this game because Villanova lost one of their best players. Okay. All right. Um, championship matchup. Well, Duke's winning this because the NCAA hashtag rigged hashtag Coach K Farewell Tour. Duke is your champion. That's the Final Four talk. And thanks, thanks for hopping on the episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I agree. I think Duke. I think it's gonna be Duke versus Kansas. I want to just say this one thing though, because I'm hating myself for this. Okay. I'm kind of buying into the Coach K retirement. No, like I don't want to. Not. No, I know, I know, no. I know, and, and I know. I just I would like to quit this podcast. Like how I would like to quit this podcast. I'm changing. I the know that people are getting upset. So I hate it just as much as everyone else. Like I don't like Coach K. I think he's a douche. Okay, like I, I don't like I, I, I just think he's a douche. I'm not going to go into it. I think I have my reasons for it. But I have to say this. Stop. Ever since, like, just. Watching college basketball my entire life, I've never respected a program more than I've respected Duke. And I'm sure they cheat, but they never get caught. Okay. So they do (laughs) some things right. And Coach K, you know, the longevity of him and how great he's been his entire career, I have a lot of respect for him. I don't know enough to say whether or not he's the greatest college basketball coach of all time. I think it's hard to argue against it, but I don't like him near as much as like John. No, I don't like him at all. John Wooden. Okay, sure. John Wooden, that's fine. But I just, I hate how much I'm somewhat, I'm uh, not cheering for it, but I'm okay with the fact that he could ride into the sunset. Okay. I'm okay with know, it because guess what? Know, He's going to be gone and we're never going to have to deal with his insufferability ever again. And part of me is like, ah, I mean, as far as like me respecting their program, I think like he, somewhat deserves it but he doesn't because he's a douche and i also okay i'm i'm blabbermouthing i'm gonna shut up you know the worst part about this is too is that like we have to fucking root for kansas to like knock this off because that seems like the only thing that's inevitable like the one thing that like i don't know like unc there was a reason why they were the eight seed like like at some mm-hmm. point the wheels are gonna have to fall off they're gonna show their true colors like yeah they have talent because they're blue blood and they get great recruits and shit but there is a reason why they're an eight seed and like you know whatever and and at some point that's gonna show 
and it's probably going to be against Duke. And like, and then it's like all of our hope rides on Bill Self in Kansas. And we have to root for Bill Self in Kansas. You know how gross that is? That's gross, man. That's, that's so gross. What's even more gross about it is we are always rooting for Kansas in the tournament because it's more gross. often than not, they're usually our best bet to have Big 12 representation the Big 12. go all the way to the finals. I know. Funny. So we often cheer for Kansas in, in the NCAA tournament. I'm a little bit more okay with it than you are. I can tell it's really burdening you. And you know what also sucks? The dumb brain that I talk about a lot that says, oh, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. Well, it's really hard for North Carolina to beat Duke twice in a row. You know, when they, you know, beat them at home in Coach K's last game at home, which first of all, I'm going to say this again, funny took off the first 10 minutes of the Baylor Iowa State game because that pissed me off. Um, It might be hard. You didn't want to watch that anyways. That Baylor, I did. We had a 25 point comeback. I know, but the first 10 minutes of that, not fun to watch. We were down 27 to four. It still pissed me off. I would rather <laughs> I watch my Cyclones like it This happens every to, Iowa State play game. Play against though. Baylor. Eh, not every Iowa State game. That one oh, was the worst. Like they that was terrible. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, I hate yeah. myself for being okay. Like, I'm not cheering for Duke. I want North Carolina to beat them, and I want Kansas to beat them. But like if it happens, I'm okay no, with it. Whatever. At I least we know. get rid of Coach K. Dude, You're I could see pod. Coach K legitimately being like I could literally hear him going like I could just I, I hear it now. You know, I'm coming back for another. We got some unfinished business. I could totally see him doing that. Just no. If, if you need to win and just get the hell out of here. Fine. OK, just we'll take the loss on 2022. You're off the pod. Terrible take. I don't want this no, take associated not. with the podcast. Actually, no, that's fair. It, it's a bad somewhat take. cheering for Coach say- K. Absolutely. Not. I'm not cheering for it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Right, I'm cheering right. against it. I said specifically I'm cheering against it. Also, I want to, I want this noted because I've been saying this all tournament. I think Kansas is weirdly the best team in the tournament. And so I don't think Duke is going to beat them. I don't. I think they Kansas are. is more talented. I think they've been playing better than any other team in the last month. And I think Duke has honestly kind of gotten, I don't want to say lucky, but They've had the dice roll their way a couple different times in the past couple games. And I don't know. Clearly, North Carolina is not an easy out for them. So it's not impossible that North Carolina could beat them. I don't think they will. But I think if it's a Duke-Kansas matchup, I honestly like Kansas for that game. I really do. I've I've accepted the that it's Duke's going to win this thing. It's just like it's already just crush me it's just gonna happen it's it's going to happen you, you sound defeated like I, you, dude i know because it's just going you are to mr happen. negative you're always mr negative though the best chance was tech the best chance was tech i think i, I don't I I, like i i have, I have I was like i didn't even watch them play arkansas because one i was still depressed after i was that was mm-hmm. the first game after i was and i was like i don't feel like watching basketball today um <laughs> and and two it's just like I don't know. Like at this point, it's just like, you know, you know, the NCAs, like they just have huge boners right now. They're like, oh my God, this Coach K Duke farewell tour. Like, oh, this is so great. We are just, oh man, like they are just ridiculously so happy. It's so annoying. <laughs> we got so many blue bloods in this tournament. Final four. Ah, gross. It's so gross. It's so like, it's so like cliche storybook bullshit. And it's just going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. Rant. You are making me like 
cheer on this scenario. Your negativity is making me just like want to piss you off even more. You know what? I'm going for Duke. You know why? You know why? I'm going to bet a few Because <laughs> you're a dude. I am. Just like Coach K. You know, yeah, it, it rubs yeah. off on me. You okay? guys should cheer for each other. That's cute. <laughs> you should go buy some Duke merchandise. You'll look like a total prick. I probably will. Fit you in know? perfectly, you old when prick. I... Shut up, dude. I, little prick with a little. This is what's so. <laughs> this is what's so messed up. I'm not gonna deny any of that. But uh, <laughs> this is what's so. This is what's so great about just you as a person. Whenever there's any sort of hope whatsoever that the positive could happen, which it often kind of does, you always take the negative road because you try and prepare yourself for the worst to happen. So that way, when it does happen, you try and tell people how smart you are by saying, oh, I, I already knew that was going to happen. I'm fine with this outcome because I have already prepared for it. It's like, well, that's loser talk. If you ask me, just embracing the worst part of a situation, just because you know that it, it's probably going to happen. And when it does, you're already prepared for it. So therefore you're not as upset as everyone else is in the moment. And you're sitting here on your moral high ground of, well, I knew it was going to happen. I'm right. I'm smarter than everyone, except for Iowa state going four and oh, and me saying we were legit and you saying, shut up. So I, or, I've been right more than you or, or the fact that I exactly called them going to the sweet 16. So you can eat that. I won that bet. You owe me something for that shit too. Cause I said, you can have any other results on the entire season, any result. I only get sweet 16 and I got that one. Right. So how's that one taste? Yeah. I literally did say way earlier on that. I thought it was sweet 16. I only went against the contrary just because I, I don't know. I don't like to agree with you. That's not very fun. Well, if I'm agreeing with you, fault. then I'm being negative 24 seven. Like we just spoke about. Stop. And I'm also okay not with holding on to I'm okay with holding on to the hope that is the Iowa State Cyclones and what should have been an Elite Eight run. And because it wasn't, it was a completely com- complete disappointment of a season. The fact that we didn't go to the Elite Eight, horseshit, fire odds. Get him out of here. And Coach K deserves the best retirement of all time. <laughs> um, Rick. One last thing before we close out, because I, I can tell that you're – you're, you're, this topic is insufferable to talk with you about. Let me just let me just say that. Why? Why is that? Because you know I might be right. That's because. <laughs> well, because you're probably because like you're. Mm, I'm hedging my because, bets. It's what it's called, Mason. If you've ever had your heart broken, you hedge your fucking bets. <laughs> In sports, yeah, you, you, have you to do hedge, hedge your, your bets, bets a lot. <laughs> I, I don't though, and I'm okay with you know, like I said, like I said, I, I, I'm fiending for heartbreak, so. I, I am team Bill Self all the way. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. Um, How gross is that? Honestly, feel like I, How gross does that feel? That? I'm cool with it. I, <laughs> I, I've, like I said, I've, I've gotten used to cheering on Kansas in the tournament just because we've that's been the only thing we've really been able to hold on to for, I don't know, the past dozen years. Baylor um, last year won a championship. They're not fun to cheer I for. Though I like harder, Scott Drew. I like I'll Scott say, I have a harder time cheering for Baylor than I do Kansas. Baylor I football, do. I do. I true stuff. But Scott Drew's done a lot I think it's a in that take. basketball program. So he has. Okay. Um, one last thing before we close out. We are getting a lot of sugar mommies DMing us, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm about to reply to some. Do you know how nice it would be just to have like a nice little five hundred dollars in your bank account every week? 
that can pay for a lot of stuff. And I've already talked with Taylor. You could buy some cake, some Duke merch. You'd be all blued out. I could buy some Duke merch by Monday. You know what? If if I get on it right now, then maybe I'll have enough in the bank account to buy a ticket to Duke's final appearance. You know, because that's going to happen. So yeah, I don't know. I might do it. I, I talked with Taylor about it. I asked her if it's okay. She gave me a really half-ass, I guess so. And so, I don't know, I might do it. So if you're a sugar mama listening to this, slide in the DMs. Your boy is desperate. Also, your boy still needs to buy his bachelor party ticket to Austin. And that's like $500 at this point. So the sugar moms could help out with that too. Mason's still not happy that I haven't bought that ticket. (laughs) Yep, I am. Because everyone is dropping like flies. Everyone that's been waiting to buy their ticket is now saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go anymore, which is actually okay because I invited way too many people. So I'm. Uh, if you can't make it, let's just say you are doing me a favor. Oh, don't you don't want me to go. Wow. I don't need your negativity oozing into the bachelor party weekend. But I'd love for you to come. <laughs> you need me to come, buddy. I'm a certified good time. Come. Mm-hmm. And we're going to close this out. So if you made it this far, then you deserve a award. You deserve a cookie. Um, slide in our DMs and we will give you an or NFT cookie. you deserve but- some 50 cent wings at BNC Fieldhouse. Wow. What a transition. New. Good job. So, you are so make good. sure so finish the rest of the ad. You got it. <laughs> make sure to support our boy, Ben and BNC Fieldhouse, Mickey's, AJ's, anything on Welch Ave. That is supported and run by Ben, the king of Ames, because you know you're going to get the best drink deals. You know you're going to get the best food. And the weather starts to get nice, like Friday after class. Enjoy the outdoor patio at AJ's. Guys, we we miss that. I'm 27, and I kind of miss being able to get like a, a 50 cent. I got Shirley Temples. Like, no shame in that. Those things are fucking delicious. They're sweet and, like, amazing. And, like, we were talking about $5 beer pitcher. I don't know the last time. I spent $5 for a bottle of beer, like, a pitcher of beer for five bucks. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. So I got to say great deals and treat yourself to that. Treat yourself to this podcast being done. You don't have to listen to Mason try and suck off coach K anymore. It's, it's going to be great. Um, and with that, doing. with that roll clones, baby. <laughs> what a hell of an episode. Roll clones. <laughs>